The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Yes, this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show, and I am your host, Vincent Jenna, and I am coming to you live from Holly Springs, North Carolina. And, I, you know, I love before and during the commercial break to get to talk with you know, the techs, because they're incredible people. You don't get a chance to meet them. Uh, but Lewis and Jeff, they're, they're fabulous. They make this entire show work for all you listeners. And you just, you know, on Thanksgiving Day, all of you people that are giving thanks for all your blessings. Well, one of your blessings is the Unity Radio Show. And the other blessings are the people that work behind the scene, Diane, Ray, and Louie and Jeff, because of the work that they do to bring this out to all of you so that you can help transform your life. And I know I'm very appreciative of them. Um, they're such good people. And Louie is such a pisser. You know, we, we get to talk about some really deep stuff. Um, you would think we were back in the 60s smoking a lot of dope. But that's OK. Um, I like talking deep. And if you did not hear Reverend Galen McDowell's show the past hour, you need to go back and listen to it. It was a fabulous show. And and um, I, one of the greatest lines that he said that I am now stealing is you've got to take care of yourself. And he takes care of himself so that he can reaches and be at his maximum handsomeness. That's it. I am stealing that from him. From now on, I am going to the gym and taking care of every part of my body so that I can be at my maximum handsomeness, handsomeness. That's a tongue twister there, maximum handsomeness. Um, uh, So go back and listen to it because it was a fabulous show, really. Uh, But today's show on the Stop Stopping Yourself show, we've been talking about all month thanksgiving and gratitude and blessings and what to be thankful for and grateful for go and listen to the first couple of weeks of my episodes this month they're very important they're not just oh curious that's nice information it's vital information to understand about blessings and gratitude and thankfulness if you want to increase all the things to be blessed and thankful for A part of the way the law of manifesting and the law of attraction work is by appreciating what you've brought in. 
And you've got to understand what it is the right way, because most people have no idea what to be thankful for, quite honestly. No, people have no idea what gratitude is. We spoke about that in, in great detail last week. Go listen to those shows if you haven't already. Today, I'm going to continue on this subject to talk about the two most important things, two most, M-O-S-T, important things to be grateful for, to be thankful for. And as Louie and I just discovered, next week is Thanksgiving. We certainly thought that there was another week between today and Thanksgiving, but there's not. Next Thursday is Thanksgiving, and, and it came so friggin' fast. Well, time is just going by, and it's all relative anyway, so it just seems to be flying past here, and yet you look back on some things. When we look back, you look back at the beginning of the pandemic, right? The beginning of the pandemic. I mean, that was only just January where it really started coming into play here, right, of 2020, that was just last year. I mean, it seems like it was ages ago. We've been dealing with this forever. It feels that way. But meanwhile, those two years just went flying by. This January will be two years. Should we have a commemoration for a pandemic? I don't know. Well, that would seem odd, you know? We don't want to celebrate when the pandemic started, but... It certainly seems like that's what we're going to be doing. This dang thing has been going on forever. And once again, the numbers are going up. Oi, um, because and it's primarily with the people who aren't vaccinated. You have to understand. And, and I truly didn't understand. I truly didn't understand why it was a necessity to get vaccinated to Stop the spread of it. See, I was just thinking that the vaccination would keep me from getting it. But in actuality, what winds up happening is while you're vaccinated and your immune system is so boosted, it stops the, the actual development or the progression of the virus if you happen to be near it or catch it if it's in it's within your system it basically just stops it from um incubating and then in that that period you wouldn't be able to you don't can't spread it to somebody else then because you've not let it develop with inside of you because that's what winds up happening it comes and it hits you it starts getting stronger and stronger and then you become uh, capable of of spreading it to somebody else right and, and um, uh, you're in that stage but once you're vaccinated you actually stop that process and if you stop that process you're stopping it from being spread as well i was that i didn't understand that and until I, you know, read some scientific material and had some doctors explain that to me, as well as my wife. I mean, she knew that because her doctor told her that's what's happening. You know, when this particular vaccination, it's not just like all other vaccinations, other vaccinations, they give you 
the actual bacteria that give you the virus so that your immune system can develop antibodies for that virus. And then it keeps you from being affected by it. So you, you, you don't spread it. You don't get it. You don't get it at all. So it keeps you from getting sick, but other people can still get it. This, you actually stop the spread of it as well. So that's why it's important. But those numbers are going up and hopefully we get a hold of it. I mean, 2022 is right around the corner. But today, it's about gratitude and blessings. Next week, I do want to say, please join me next week. I'm going to take you through an actual Thanksgiving prayer or reverie that will help raise your energy. As you raise your energy, it will raise the universal energy, the group energy, because that's what happens that you're feeding into. So if I have a lot of listeners coming around, the more listeners, the higher the energy will raise and go out into the universe. So if you have friends or family members, please tell them about the show. If they don't normally listen, it's actually better to be here live rather than to just download it, even though you can download it. And of course, do the prayer again on your own or on Thanksgiving Day if you want. But if we can get as many people as possible listening next week, we can raise a lot of energy, make it very powerful and send it out into the universe. So I'm hoping for a lot of listeners, it'll be a very powerful, a worthwhile prayer, not a typical one that you normally hear. So it is both a meditation slash prayer kind of experience and reverie. And you yourself personally may have your own experiences while we're doing this prayer, whether it be visions, whether it be feelings, uh, whether it be you going and going into a higher consciousness, and again, not into the fifth dimension, into a higher consciousness. And so when you do that, you go into the zone, you actually connect with your higher self, your oversoul, whatever you want to call it. And once you connect with your higher self and oversoul, you're connected to the rest of the universe and the God source and all the spirits and angels and everyone else, okay, on the planet. So uh, join me for next week's Thanksgiving prayer. And then the month of December is going to be fabulous because we're going to be talking about why are there so many in one month? There are celebrations from culture to culture all over the world for the celebration of some light celebration, light, not L-I-T-E, L-I-G-H-T, <clears throat> a light celebration. And it's off, of course, going along with the Christmas celebration. Why? Why is that happening? Why does everybody have and have been inspired to create a celebration for all of this? Why were we even cre um, uh, inspired to create a celebration for Jesus's birthday? I mean, it's more than just Jesus's birthday. That is not why we we celebrate it. The same reason why we celebrate presidential birthdays and and meanings and holidays and um, 
you know, having some kind of memorial day or celebration day. Why do we do that? And so for December, it's about light. And that's including Christmas. That's in there because there is the light from the star. Why is that? So we're going to talk about that in December. We're going to talk about the actual metaphysical meaning to the nativity itself. The whole story from beginning to end, there is a symbolic meaning for everything for you to get. And it's about an individual experience. That entire story is meant for each individual. It's not about the whole. It's not just about Jesus's birthday. Yes, that's the historical event, which, by the way, was not on that day. That day, it's a completely different day. It's actually more based on the uh, Greek Orthodox calendar as to when Christmas is, uh, because um, it was um, Constantine, I believe it was Emperor Constantine that created, and you can always let me know if I was wrong, I'll just research it. Um, He was a Christian emperor of Rome. He wanted a calendar, so everything was put on the Roman, because that's a Roman calendar that we all use today. Um, All over the world, we use a Roman calendar. Uh, but there are those orthodox religions that still follow the orthodox calendar, which is different. But it's funny because they put the orthodox day on the Roman calendar. <laughs> so go fig. Um, there is a reason, though. There is a reason why. So it doesn't matter what time of the well, actually, it doesn't matter what day of the year, the month based on the Roman calendar. It matters as to in this counting system. Um, why it was at the end of the year. So we're going to be talking about, and all the, that, uh, that's right, I said that earlier, we're talking about uh, the nativity and all the messages within the nativity and what it meant to us and, and why it's so important for us to understand it. Whether you're Christian or not, it doesn't matter because the symbolism is for everyone. So that's through the month of December. <clears throat> okay, so here we go. The two most important things to be grateful for there's, there's so many things and I'm, I'm repeating myself uh this month um only because i need to while we're talking about gratitude because everything overlaps the subjects overlap each other right uh, we spoke about uh, what gratitude is all about it isn't about uh just what you've received in your life it's about how you feel and how you make others feel Okay, about what you've manifested in your life. So it's about the things, what, where your life is at right now. Now, many say that there are people out there who have no reason to be grateful because their lives are um, in such a bad place. They've had such horrible experiences. And there's no reason to be grateful. And that is actually incorrect. There is always a reason to be grateful. They may not be choosing to be grateful about it. And I'm not talking about, oh, well, I'm grateful that, you know, God created me. I'm not just talking about that. I'm still talking about the fact that, and I'm talking about those who have normal mental capacities. There are many people out there that have some 
you know, pathological things going on that getting in, in the way of their normal thinking. So obviously I can't refer to them, but they're the outliers, meaning that they're only, there's not as many of them as you think. The majority of people are capable of intellectualizing, thinking, and thinking rationally and reasonably, even though I'm sure <laughs> these years we've heard a lot of people that you would go, what? What did you just say? And they don't sound very intellectual, but that doesn't mean that they can't think and that they don't have a reasonable capacity for thinking. So for the most part, it's all, including the people that are downtrodden. Now, yes, can depression get in the way of correct thinking? Absolutely. However, even in depression, you still have the capacity to make a choice. You still have the capacity to think. You certainly have the capacity to get help for yourself. It's only when you go off the deep end then that you no longer can do that for yourself and you become incompetent. But again, I'm not talking about those people. So the capacity to be able to make choices and to think for yourself is a blessing. It's something to be grateful for. I can think, therefore I am. And whatever I think I am, therefore I am. And that is a great blessing and reason to be grateful. It's grateful for yourself. Right? And so people who are alive and breathing have that capacity. People who are even ill or sick or in the hospital can still think and can still make choices. Now, granted, it becomes harder the more stress that there is in your life. However, you can still make choices. The only time that you can't make human choices is when your eyes are finally closed and you no longer breathe. But until then, you can make a choice. I've worked with hospice patients, and up until the very end, they were making choices or still had the capacity to make a choice. The choice to relax, the choice to, to feel at peace, the choice to let go, the choice to move on, or the choice to be fearful. The choice to hold on and, and, and not want to leave and fight. Those are still old choices. And not all of them were the best choices, but they were still choices. Therefore, those are reasons for gratitude. Um, gratitude isn't about just... I'm trying to use it without begging the word in the definition and using the same word in the definition. Gratitude is about feeling good. Feeling good about what you have. It's not about 
feeling good about what you don't have. It's about feeling good of what you have in the moment and not necessarily focusing on what you don't have or focusing on what you don't like. Know what I'm saying? It's, I have life. I feel good that I have life, even though it feels like my life is bad. A lot of people choose to not feel good about it, but that doesn't mean that they don't have a reason for gratitude. That means that they're choosing not to feel good about what they have. So still, those that are in the lowest of low, those who have lost so much, they can't get themselves out of that manifesting stage until they start believing and feeling good about what they have, even though it's difficult, like I said, but with help, they can get there. It's not that I don't have compassion for them, but I don't want to see, don't get into the habit of writing these social posts about, remember, while you're feeling good about everything, those people who have nothing to feel good about. That is a horrible Thanksgiving memory. Because what you're doing then is saying that, again, like I said last week, One of the things that you should be grateful for is that you're not them. Don't keep being reminded that there are people that are in a place lower than you. Look to those people who may feel that way and remind them that they aren't lower than you, just their experiences might be. But they themselves are still divine beings, which is a blessing and beautiful and a reason to be grateful so that they can lift themselves up. You can't expect somebody to lift up if you keep saying prayers for them about being down. We pray for the wrong things at Thanksgiving or any day. I pray for all the homeless people that they may find shelter and be treated right. No. I pray for the homeless people that they recognize how beautiful they are. That they remember that they're children of God and they don't necessarily have to be homeless if they don't want to. That they can manifest some positivity in their lives because they still have the same capacity that each and every individual has That is manifesting. They've just forgotten that. And they're not going to remember it if you keep reminding them they're downtrodden and and, and having lower experiences than you. So don't post those things. As a matter of fact, post instead. You are having a wonderful Thanksgiving dinner. And while you are with your family and friends enjoying your time together, Remember those people who can't remember how magnificent they are too and can't remember that they have a whole family here on earth. Send them reminders in your prayers. Remember to remind them that they are part of the same great big family, no matter what they're experiencing right now. 
and you raise them to that level rather than keeping them suppressed, okay? So what are these two things? Let's talk about the first thing. The first most important thing to be grateful for is that there is an intelligence, however it was formed and developed. You know what, what we don't talk about? We don't talk about where God came from. Where did God come from? We don't want to go there because it's too hard to understand. What was it just a power that was just sitting out there in space? Or, well, no, there wasn't space because it didn't create it yet. Where was it? Where was it hovering? Where was it in a dimension? They had very hard for the human mind to conceive and understand. Because if you study physics at all, energy cannot be created. It can only, even though it seems that way, like a battery, or that we create power and electricity, what we're actually doing is you're not creating it. It's already all there. You're gathering it and using it already. So Ben Franklin didn't discover electricity. What he discovered is that electricity was always there, right? Lightning was there. Lightning was a form of electricity. That's what made him realize, hey, wait a minute. Then, then Ben Franklin, you know, decided, I'm sorry, um, Thomas Edison, um, that was Ben Franklin who discovered it. Thomas Edison figured out how to put it in things, you know, put it in a light bulb, make light with it. So electricity and energy were always there. So I guess God was always there, or at least formed as God. There is a theory, we'll talk about that way one day. How did God form? I was told, and I was downloaded some very incredible information about that. That's not out there, because that would blow the minds of a lot of religious people. But the most important thing then, or one, to be grateful for is this deity, this power, this source, that it exists, that it exists. And so you have to define it in some way, in some way. And there is a reason why you have to define it, because it goes along with the second most important thing to be thankful for that we're going to talk about as soon as we come back from the commercial break. So the first thing and the second thing actually go hand in hand. So therefore, it actually should be the most important thing to be grateful for. It has two parts to it, but it's still the most important thing. So stay with me on the Stop Stopping Yourself show. I'm your host, Vincent Jenna, mystic teacher, spiritual teacher, psychic therapist, whatever you want to call me, it's okay. But just don't call me late for dinner. I'll see you on the other side of the commercial. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world.
Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Hello, 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 and welcome back. If you are just joining me, well, that's bad. You should have been joining me from the beginning of the hour. You missed a lot. Go back and listen to the beginning of this hour. All month is the month of gratitude and thanksgiving and thankfulness, whatever word you want to use, it all means the same. My uh, two shows last week and the week before that were all about gratitude and what gratitude really is and means, even though we think we know what it means, go listen to the shows, your definition is wrong. And then what to be grateful for, that's another problem most people have. They have no idea what to be grateful for or how to be grateful. So go back and listen to last week's show. Today, we're talking about the two most important things to be grateful for. So before I went into the commercial break, I talked about the number one thing, which is actually connected to the number two thing. And the number one thing is some deity. You have to be grateful for a deity, a power, a source. Otherwise, why would you be grateful for anything at all? If you don't believe in a power, in a source, in God, in spirit, I don't care what you call it. If you are not grateful for that power in source, everything would be random in life. If you don't believe in it, then it's randomness. If it's randomness, why be thankful for a blessing you got thinking I might get another one, too, to be grateful for. You have no idea what's coming and what's not coming then. Or that what you got could stay if everything is random. So why be grateful for anything if you're not grateful for some source that created the ability to be able to get these things, to be able to experience joy? And that's what gratitude really is. It's joy and bliss. The joy you feel about something is what gratitude is. So joy, the joy of being able to experience joy and bliss from this source and spirit that created that capacity is what you need to be grateful for. That source, where did it come from? When you're grateful, I feel joy knowing that there is this source, this power, this force of life and nature. I like to define it as a God, and I tend to believe, I use the word God because it's short. It's only three letters, right? It's shorter than spirit. Spirit is two syllables. God is one. Yahweh is even two syllables. Adonai is three. I don't care what you want to call it. Akim is also, that is Muslim name for God. So <clears throat> God, simple, three letters, G-O-D, dog backwards, fabulous. Like the word, whoever came up with it. The first Hebrew person who named it and gave it the word God. Maybe God inspired the first person to say, okay, call me God. Actually, he said, I am. That's longer than God. So I call it God. And I like to believe that God has a personality. 
we have personalities. Supposedly, we were created in its image. We don't like to think God has a personality because if it has a personality, then it can get mad. It did get mad, supposedly. That was the story of Noah. Um, yeah, that was the story of Noah in the Bible. That wasn't a story about people being bad and God's going to destroy you. That was about a mistake God made and God admitted it and promised not to make it again. It was the involvement of this force and being. So to me, that's a personality. You don't even have to go that far into the Bible, into the words. Just read the creation. I said this before, God created the land, God created the sky, God created the firmament, God created the animals, and saw it was good. If it didn't have a personality, how could it feel good? So I like believing this source, this power, has a personality. And I'm grateful it has a personality because now I can relate to something. I have something to talk to. It's God. So whatever you feel comfortable with, you want to continue to think it's just an energy that's floating out there? Is that the best way for you to live? Got to understand something. One of the reasons why I teach these things is because you're asking how to evolve higher. How do we get to a different level? How do we get to the best level that we can? Well, in order to get to a higher level, you need different beliefs. You can't get higher with the same beliefs you have. Otherwise, you would already be at that position now, wouldn't you? With the beliefs you have. So you need some extra ones or new ones, or altered ones. That's how you evolve higher, is by altering your beliefs. And the whole reason why you experience day-to-day -day things is to help you transform your beliefs. Whenever we talk about transforming your lives, you have to transform your beliefs, is what we're totally talking about. Transform your beliefs. The outcome will be your life changing because that force, that law of attraction, that law of manifesting works, whether you know it or not, but it works completely by your belief systems, not just by your daily activities, your daily activities, your thoughts are all influenced by your beliefs and your thoughts then influence your beliefs. So they work hand in hand. So Ed you have to add a belief about God. If you want to start manifesting more in your life, you have got to add a better definition to God. It doesn't have to be mine. It doesn't have to use my words exactly. But then don't turn around and say, I can't manifest anything I really want. Well, what's your definition of this source of power that 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 manifesting comes from? Well, I don't know. It just is a universe out there. And there are different levels of it. There's theism. There's deityism, there's pantheonism, and then there's panantheonism. Go look those philosophies up to see where you fall in alignment with the definition of God. Those are all different theories and philosophies as to those who believe a certain way about God, what area do they fall in? I'm a panantheonist. Because I believe not only is God the force, but that God has an individual personality and ability and mind. 
shall we say, a mind, its own mind. So you can tap into the force. The force itself is just a power like electricity. And then that electricity you use for whatever you want to do, you know, start your computer, light a light bulb or turn the stove on with it. The electricity is, is, has non-agenda. It has a non-priority to it. It's whatever you set it to do. And that's how the force works. It's whatever you set it to do. That is the force of God. That's not God alone. That's what I believe. I believe the rest of God has a personality. Just like your body has energy floating around it, your biosphere. But your biosphere isn't your mind. Your mind controls your biosphere, but your mind is individual from the biosphere because it thinks. The biosphere does not think. The energy around your body does not think. Your mind does. And your soul's mind does. So if you think of God as being a higher form than us, but without a body, maybe you'll get a better understanding as to what it is. And you have to go there because that's the number one thing to be grateful for. Because it gave us the ability to create our lives. Oh, I just gave a hint then as to the number two thing, most important thing to be grateful for. So God, Spirit, Yahweh, Elohim, Akim, whatever you want to call it, Buddha, even though they didn't believe in a God, they believed in Buddha. So Buddha is their God, basically whatever you want to call it, is the number one thing to be grateful for because it gave us the joy of life. What's the number two thing then to be grateful for? Ooh, life? No. No, that's part of the God thankfulness and gratitude. What's the number two thing? I wish I can hear your answers. I wish I could see them in some way. I'd love to know what you truly think the second most important thing to be grateful for. That when you sit down this Thanksgiving, the two most important things you are going to mention in your Thanksgiving prayer or whatever you say before you dive into all that food and binge your life in one day. I'd love to hear what you say you're grateful for. The number two, I won't keep you suspended anymore. The number most two most important thing to be grateful for is you. It's you. Because you make the choices to create life. It's you. It's your mind. It's your choices. It's not what you have. It's not even what you created, but it's you for the, I am so grateful for me. I'm so grateful not to be alive because that was your choice too in this life. That was your soul making it. I'm going to incarnate down on this earth. So your life is not what you're supposed to be grateful for. Your soul's choice again to come down here you can be grateful for, but that still stems and comes from you. 
my choices, the choices I made this year, I am so grateful for because I brought me more joy. And I'm grateful to the God force for the ability, for the joy it's given me to create my joys. See, it's all about joys, joy, bliss, wonderment, happiness. I don't care what word you use. I'm using the word joy because that's it's the time of year and it's simple and it's also three letters. Just like God. Joy. The joy of what you created. Now, there are some things that you may have created that you don't like. But be grateful for the capacity to make all the changes you want. Again, it's about you. All right. All right. I overate this year. I overate this year, but I am so joyful over the fact that I can change that anytime I want. I'm so joyful over the fact that even though I got sick this year, I think I did pretty good in getting myself out of the illness because I am. I'm speaking. I'm not on the other side. I didn't leave. I decided to stay. So I'm very grateful and for the joy of staying, even though it would have been okay if I left. I'm on the other side. There'd be joy there, too. But the joy that I'm experiencing staying here with my family, my grandchildren, everybody else, I'm, I'm grateful for me for that joy. I'm grateful that I have the capacity to make myself stronger and I'll eat better. I'll stop drinking. I'll stop smoking. I'll stop taking drugs. I'll stop the bad habits that I'm doing and speeding and risking my life. I feel so joyful that I have that capacity. And don't tell me that those are the prayers you say for yourself, because if you did, you wouldn't be leaning to listen to this show. You would have your own. You wouldn't be calling us to get readings, to get counseling. You'd be getting it all on your own and doing it yourself. So understand that those are the most important things you can be grateful for because that's what you then keep reproducing. Gratitude is reinforcing the joys in your life. You reinforce the joys by acknowledging them. I'm joyful. So, so even stop using the word, I'm grateful. You don't even need to use that word because it still has that connotation that, well, you should be grateful that you were given this because others haven't received anything like that. I'm so grateful I got this. Oh, I'm so, think about that. If you just say, I'm so grateful, God, thank you so much for giving this to me. What the hell does that mean? I'm so grateful you gave this to me. Define it without the word. What does it mean? What does gratitude mean? What does gratitude mean? The thankfulness. It's so funny because even if you look up the word, it's so hard to take that word and to define it. All right. If you go for the definition of gratitude. I'm typing it in. I'm doing it right now. Okay, gratitude, the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. Okay, so they still have to use, even though gratitude and thankful is supposed to be the same thing, they have to use the same word in order to define it because there, nobody here on this planet has gotten the true understanding of the word gratitude. 
That's the whole point. So switch it to joy, the joy, the joy of having received kindness because not only because of who I am, that somebody wanted to give me kindness. That is so joyful. And I'm going to be thankful to return joy to the person. Because when you say thank you to a person who's given you anything for God giving you life, you're actually making God feel good. That's why it has a personality. If it created life and it created this planet and saw it was good, it certainly would like to know that the creatures, the people that it created to live here, to be able to experience themselves here, can feel joy about their experience and turn around and share it right back to the God source, who then feels joy. That's why you're thankful to God. So it could feel joy of having done something good again. And that's why you say thank you to a person who's done you a kindness or has given you something because it makes that person feel joyful that it did that. It makes them feel joyful about whom? Them, themselves. So do you see how gratitude and thankfulness has all to do with you? As selfish and as arrogant as that can sound, and if it sounds that way to anybody who's listening, stop listening to the show because you're listening to the wrong thing. There's no way you're going to evolve with an attitude that somebody can be um, arrogant because they believe that life is about them receiving joy. Because if you did care about receiving joy, you'd be giving it to others because it feels so dang good. And I'm going to use the word damn right now because it's a good word to use right now. It feels damn good. Damn good to make somebody else feel good. You know, I was at a party last night with my wife. And it was, it was a bank party. It was an appreciation gala, right, from a bank to all its clients. And there was tons of people there. But this is about the fifth or sixth time year that we've gone. Other than last year, it was canceled. And what was so fabulous is during the night, which was great, you know, people were coming up to me and they were turning around and they were saying, you've got such positive, you and your wife have such positive energy. You make people feel so good. Do you know what that made me feel like? And my wife too. It made us realize, man, we're on the right path. We're doing the right thing. Because that's exactly what I want people to feel. When I walk into a room and there's people there, I want them to feel good. Not feel good because I'm there, but to feel good about them. Because we put a smile on their face. You can't put a smile on a person's face unless the person is feeling good. Or they're faking it. But then you can tell that too. So it's about the person feeling good, the other person feeling good. And damn, that makes me feel good. My wife feels great about the work she's capable of doing and how people love her. Love, what does love make you feel? It makes you feel good about you, right? I love you. What? The feeling of love whelms up inside your body. It flows over the entire body. Your heart is pounding. And it makes you feel good. 
and you can feel good when another person feels good about you. Those are the things to be grateful and thankful for. That's why the God source created us. And every time you're thankful, it feels joy. And when it feels joy, you feel joy because you're all one. And that's why I said before the commercial break that the number one and the number two things to be grateful for are actually just one thing. Because when you're grateful to God, you're grateful to you. Because the way God created us was by dividing itself into us. It is us. Collectively, individually, we're God. But it still has its own mind. And it feels our instant joy for us. So you want to be thankful for God? Be thankful for you. It'll go hand in hand. You'll automatically even think it and say it. Man, I'm so grateful for myself. I'm so grateful for the choices. I'm so grateful for the abundance that I was able to create and the more abundance I'm going to bring in. Understand that? I hope that sinks into people because it's the place we need to be. We're so out of alignment because we're detached from the God source. And the reason why we're detached from the God source is because we learn those negative things that come along with life. That was the whole idea. Reverend Gaylord it was talking about the tree of knowledge or the tree of, of untruths. Well, it wasn't just a tree of untruths. There was truths in there, too. It was all knowledge and in, 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 in all because that, that was God's, you know, God, the intelligence, knew everything. That's what made it intelligent, an intelligent form and new feelings, and it didn't want us to experience the negative feelings before we were capable of dealing with them. But we experienced it all at once because we wanted to, and as soon as we felt the negative, oh my gosh, I could be shameful, I could be a bad person, I could be the devil, man, that immediately detached us from feeling good. We no longer felt joy. We no longer appreciated ourselves. We no longer felt good about our choices because we saw what we thought was our own evilness instead of realizing it was just a capacity for evilness it was just a capacity for making mistakes it's just a capacity for being negative for being destructive it's not who we are it's just that we have the capacity for that if you have the capacity to love you have the capacity to hate and but but the moment we started feeling the negatives, we thought the negatives defined who we were. And the more we felt the negatives defined who we were, and then we became parents, then we transferred that down to our children. From generation to generation to generation, we have transferred down to the children that they could be negative, not just their actions, but that they could be negative. And so we're constantly perpetuating that feeling, that definition. I am negative. I am no good. I am not good enough. I am. No, none of that is true. You are God. You're divine. You're actually perfect. As perfect as God meant us to be. You just don't remember it. And you're using the experiences that you could have in life as your definition of who you are. 
I'm an alcoholic. I absolutely hate. Now, I understand that the AA program, Alcoholics Anonymous, has worked for many people, but they are constantly reinforcing, um, I have been sober for 13 years. Oh, my gosh, that's so great. Do you know how terrible that is? To constantly reinforce, I used to be an alcoholic, I used to be a substance abuser, but as long as I'm strong, thank God, I've gone 20, 30 years without being an alcoholic. No, you're not an alcoholic. You stop drinking, you're not an alcoholic. And you have a choice. And good for you that you're not an alcoholic anymore, that you stop using substances. First of all, you have the capacity to be an alcoholic or a substance abuser. It's not that you are. As a matter of fact, we even know that in psychology because we no longer say people um, are disturbed or people um, have, are, are, are narcissists. You have a disorder or you have the capacity of anxiety. It's not that you're anxious. You have that. So it doesn't define who you are. It defines what you're experiencing. So this Thanksgiving, we're going to talk more about it next week. Come and join me for that special prayer. But just remember the two most important things to be thankful for. And you don't have to be thankful for anything else then because it all stems from those two most important things. You and the joy of who you are. Remember that. And the joy of your choices and the joy of what your life was this past year or before that and the joy of knowing what you can make it to be i'm your host vincent jenna this is the stop stopping yourself show and become unstoppable is the rest of that join me again next week stay tuned some for some remarkable um host coming up dr dream kelly sullivan walden right after me and then Temple Hayes after her, and then Diane Ray. Stick around. You're in the best radio show you could be in. I'll see you all next week. Hear you all next week. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.